Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Stream Queens podcast, where we review horror films and horror adjacent films that you can stream on the various streaming services on the internet. I'm your co-host, Rachel, and joining me today is not friend of the pod, like fam, fam of the okay, pod. Okay, I was worried where you were going with that. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, I, I feel like we have elevated past <laughs> yes, friend of the yeah, right? Absolutely. I- Absolutely. The stuff we talk about. Oh, yeah. Phasmites <laughs> are wild. I mean, they really are. Can you imagine if we recorded those? It's for the best that we brought. I mean, <laughs> lost episode. <laughs> Someday that will be recovered. I promise. <laughs> so anyways, this uh, yeah. is Justin from Here's Johnny. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> AKA the ultimate Faz ghost hunting partner. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's right true. back at you. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Anyway, so yeah. today we are going to be reviewing a little movie called The Deviled, which was a you pick. You selected the movie for us. Obviously, slight change of plans. I know we promised that we were going to cover the last thing Mary saw this episode, but she, once again, she's off gallivanting with her new lover. So Justin kindly offered to step in and help me out today, which I'm excited about. I, I think we're going to have a wild episode, judging by their pre-show yeah. talk. Yeah, probably. So <laughs> it's going to be a good night. It's going to be a good night. It's going to be a night. <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay, that's fair. That, that's set expectations. Good though. for that's us. Like, yeah. <laughs> not about, not sure for the listeners, but for us, we're going to have a great time. <laughs> okay, so what else have you been up to? Have you been watching anything, playing anything of um, note? So I actually started watching uh, a little show known as uh, Supermarket or Superstore. Sorry. Stupid oh, Superstore. yeah. Yeah. Uh, have you seen it before? Oh, yes, I have. Obviously, it's, it's been on Netflix for years and I always just kind of browse past it. And I was like, oh, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. I really like that show. Um, uh-huh. I started two days ago and I'm like halfway through season two. Okay, so you really like that show. Yeah. I mean, you know, I've worked retail and I like The Office mm-hmm. and it's kind of a mix between the two. Yeah. It's not as dark of humor as I usually like, but it's, yeah. it's very light. I mean, like sometimes you sort of just need that fluffy cloud of a show. That's that's exactly what it ha- So have you watched like the entire run or did you fall off of it? Like I'm I very curious. I fell off of it, but I think I've seen like three or four seasons. Okay, so I know it's good for at least three seasons. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it wasn't that it got bad. I think I just watched too much of it in a row. And someday I'll go back, probably, maybe. Okay. But I totally get the appeal of it because it was the same kind of thing. I think it was early in the pandemic and, you know, we all just needed that we needed safe to place do. to land. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and where there are literally no stakes and the drama is like, is the assistant manager going to show up? You know, that it was the yeah. level of nothing drama I could handle at that yeah. point. It was... Trump era, last oh, pandemic, yeah, like yeah. the, the the ultimate Venn diagram of suck. Oh. So, so I was definitely enjoying some light fare on the TV. <laughs> yeah, it was. It, it's. I mean, it's been enjoyable so far. It's one of those shows though that I know as soon as one of the main players leaves the show to go do something else, right. not going to be as good. Yeah, um, and I do think at some point, it's one or two of them do leave. Oh yeah, I mean, it happens with every show, right? It's, yeah. The same with like community as soon as uh troy leaves i stop watching it yeah yeah, yeah that's fair <laughs> yeah. yeah well that's um, good uh, other than that though i watched the new superman or superman new spider-man movie oh uh, me too talk talk about a good time talk about just a fun mm-hmm. time 
Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, not to spoil it too much, but there is like some Spider-Man broing out, if you will. At the end of that movie. <laughs> I know, Spider-Man bro time was the best. It is, it, it is, I did not know I needed it, but it is exactly what I needed. Yeah. Um, trying to think, other than that, I mean, I've been... Oh, I can't. I didn't even really play video games this week. Uh, Whoa, you have yeah. been. But you said it was a busy week. It's been but, a busy week. Yeah, but if you um, if you have not had time for video games, aside from our little Faz adventure, that was this week, right? I think so. I don't yes, know. <laughs> yes, it was. It was. It was. It was. I just looked at the calendar. Like all, all, so, all I know is this week. Like usually, I don't take naps. Um, mm-hmm. Three days this week, I got home from work went and laid down in my bed in my work clothes and fell asleep for like 25 minutes holy shit justin yeah, yeah it's been that's oh like the God. most dad thing you've ever done yeah oh i mean there's, don't, don't worry there's been times where i've been like sitting down on in a chair or in oh, on the couch and just like ultimate dad room oh, yeah. that's great and then you wake up and you're like oh, i'm just resting my eyes <laughs> oh boy that yeah is um, dad. <laughs> but honestly other than that i haven't really been up to much what have you been up to this week rachel what have i been up to i haven't re- i also have not had a ton of movie watching time that wasn't for something yeah i saw x over the weekend which was excellent the x's <laughs> were excellent <laughs> <laughs> like I said to you, it like washed the taste of out of my mouth of all the shit slashers that we've been watching recently. Oh my god, I know. Just especially after the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like that—that that yeah. is like the prettiest herd that I have seen lately. Uh, yeah. Oh man, it was real bad. Well, and that's why it's so funny to watch a good sort of TCM inspired or homage right after it. There's something, so both of them have a moment with a hammer that is so intense. This one is small, minor damage, but it's in some ways even more effective than all the sledgehammer stuff from TCM. It's Interesting, just like a small flesh wound, and I'm like... The sledgehammer stuff from the new one was like the one part I could get behind. <laughs> when that knee fucking knocked backwards. Oh, 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 oh. Amazing, but awful. Can, oh. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it later, but uh, yeah, foot stuff has not been my jam lately oh geez i you know and i don't even mean to do it but i keep on this show recommending foot stuff i don't know why is it because like mars is so anti-foot that you're I, like all right foot 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 i'm not doing it on purpose but i think maybe what it is it's like that whatever that that phenomenon is where you learn a word and then you hear it everywhere okay i yeah. think foot stuff has always existed but now that i know someone who has a foot violent sensitivity i didn't realize it's freaking everywhere in the genre well, uh, I mean, we'll get to it, but I'll tell you a little tease oh, for the post show. Uh, there is some foot trauma that I know Ooh. of and have been a part of. Really? Really, really fucked me up uh, when I saw what I saw. Because the foot trauma in that movie, we're going to be talking about revenge in the extended episode, is um, pretty legendary. So if you can relate to that, I am RIP oh, your foot. Uh, yes, like very close <gasps> okay all right all right we'll get yeah. into it okay, i'm we'll gonna need to it. hear it's, all about that's a that tease. that's a tease just oh! in case i forget you can remind me <laughs> okay i oh i'm dying to know so we will be circling back <sighs> what else yeah. okay so i watched that i watched a movie called take back the night which i just reviewed last night on trick-or-treat radio this is obviously 
will have been two weeks ago by the time this episode comes out, but you can still circle back and listen to the episode. It still exists, which was really interesting. It was like this small sort of micro budget indie about a woman who gets sexually assaulted by what appears to be a monster and kind of trying to report the crime and whether people exactly. And, and how do you be believed? But it kind of, you know, it's obviously a metaphor for real world stuff, which was really good. Is it like, so that episode comes out two weeks ago. Yeah. When this comes out, is it a good movie? (laughs) It is good. (laughs) It is good. It's, I mean, it doesn't reach the level of revenge for me, but it's definitely has this very cool DIY riot girl kind of spirit to it that I really connected with. And I think the conversation that it spurred on that podcast, I thought was really interesting. So I would yeah. I would recommend checking out the movie and definitely checking out that episode. Yeah, because because I, I have some free time coming up this week, so uh, this week is my like okay, cause I'm gonna Ooh. spend some time with Michelle, or Michelle, watch some movies. We're gonna watch that Hallowed movie. Is that the one? Hallowed movie. Uh, not Hallowed, Harrowed. The one that I talked about maybe doing because Michelle wanted to watch it. The one that's on Shutter. Oh, Hellbender. Hellbender, that's the one. Yes, yeah. yeah. And, and then if you like that, watch that Sunday. You can turn around and watch their previous movie, The Deeper You Dig, which is okay. also on Shudder and was okay. how we got obsessed with the Adams Family films. Okay. Actually, I, I need to break here for a second because okay. I need to ask you a question. Michelle and I were talking about this before okay. we recorded. Ooh, okay. Do you consider Cable Guy to be a horror movie? I mean, I think you could definitely qualify it as a horror comedy. It's like, about a stalker. Yeah, and there is physically when like when he has that nightmare i don't i'm assuming you have seen i mean i saw this when it came out so my recollection is not the best have you seen it since no i have not seen it since the 90s do not watch it but i would like to come back and we need to watch it okay because there is a scene that i don't know it could be like still just kind of hanging on from my childhood watching it but there is i've seen that like physically makes me uncomfortable and really terrifies me okay i just added it i added a note to the top of our doc because i've made it i don't know if you know this this is our doc oh yeah i I figured as much (laughs) the the lost episode is in there so yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) so so i've added it to the top so we won't forget it because we always do this yeah (laughs) we get excited about something and then we're like squirrel (laughs) <laughs> I, I think it would be interesting just because it's I, I don't think a lot of people look at it like that. No, I mean I'd never thought about it like that. I just remember it being a Jim Carrey comedy well, it's from like a that comedy movie, but like there it, are like Pete some... Carey, but, but seriously looking bad. back, he's pretty scary. Oh, if you have not seen it recently, just I wait. He's like weirdly super sexual and like Really? Oh, oh yeah. I just remember a karaoke scene. That's what I remember. About oh, that's that like movie. the funny part. <laughs> Honestly, I know that it's Matthew Broderick. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That he is the object of his obsession and there's yes. a karaoke scene. End of what I remember about the movie. So uh, it'll be like a first watch when I watch it. Okay. Then I won't, I won't say what I was going to say then. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, next time Mars is gone with the lover, we know what we're going to watch. Excellent. Since you you poo pooed my Lord of Illusion suggestion. <laughs> I mean, all right. Listen, I didn't want this to turn into another lost episode. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have no idea if that movie's any good. I know I really liked it when I saw it, but I also, again, saw it when it came out in like 2000. So well, who knows? Did you like 
the last movie we saw. I mean, that was a first watch, though, so I can't okay, say okay. The, right. uh, apples and oranges, okay? okay? Okay, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what we've been watching, playing, doing all that good stuff. So let's get into our review of this here movie film. So this is Bedeviled from 2010. What made you decide on this one for us? So I... Uh, the last, I, I keep referring to the last episode, so I'm sorry if that makes you like have to do something with it. Uh, but when we were planning for that episode, I kind of fired off like a bunch of movies to you. Yeah. And this was one of them just because I had only seen it, like watching it this week was my second watch. But oh, I watched really? it when it came in. Yeah, I watched it when it came in in 2010. It was like, it was weird to have a almost straight to Netflix movie in 2010. Right. So I so I was really interested. So I was like, okay, yeah, whatever. It was I watched it with Michelle, and I remember really liking it. Uh, I also forgot half of it. Were you a parent the first time you watched this? No. <laughs> so this was so twenty ten, so twelve years ago. Oh my god! I know it's grim. <laughs> oh, the, oh. the ravages of time. Yeah, oh, yeah. Before I had any gray hair. Uh, <laughs> but no, I I, re- I remember really enjoying it, and I liked the we'll get into this, but the the slow build up to mm-hmm. what happens. But there's specifically a part at the end, the last like minutes ish, basically when they get back. Yeah. I forgot all of that. Really? Yeah, I just thought it. Ended. I will never forget all that. Yeah, that is like <laughs> it's emblazoned in my mind. When is, she's licking the knife, yeah, that's in here forever. <laughs> yeah, I forgot some of that, and I was like, oh, okay. And watching it, I was like, like, fuck, I'm sorry, Rachel. I didn't remember. <laughs> I didn't know it was gonna be like this. But yeah, no, I, I just remember really enjoying it, and mm-hmm. I have been really wanting to try to cover like more foreign films. Yeah. Because I'm not going to lie, I think a lot of them are better. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, they're very, they go to the extreme, right? And I yeah. have recently found out that I am dead inside and I enjoy it when that happens. So. <laughs> I mean, welcome to the party. Yeah. Or should I say the funeral? <laughs> Ugh, welcome to the wake. <laughs> it, it's grim over here. Um, but yeah, so, and then I was like, but oh. the movies are good. <laughs> oh, they are fantastic. And, <laughs> but, but yeah, so, I mean, that's really it. I just remember enjoying it. And we came down to two movies. Yeah. Hope, I hope that's okay to say. Yeah. Um, uh, Pan, Pandorum, which is yes. also a fantastic movie. I do really like that movie. We'll, um, we'll cover it someday. Okay. And, and this movie, but. I watch Pandora like once a year. Uh, oh, I've only I've ever already... seen it one time. Oh, see, I, I've watched it a couple times because it's very, man, I hope this isn't like, but it's like kind of dead spacey. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I really enjoy dead space. So it's like a perfect fit. And I like that actor. I can never remember his name. Ben. Oh, it's right there at the top of my, like on the tip of my tongue. Ben. Uh, God damn Pandora. it. Pandora. Ben Foster. Ben Foster. That's it. Yes, 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 yes. I, I think he is fantastic. Yeah, he was great in Hell or High Water. Did you ever see that? It's like the, I did not. I think you would dig it. It's kind of a modern western with him and Chris Pine, where they're like two brothers robbing banks. I remember him from My Name Is Earl. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but anyways, uh, and uh, so I have already watched Pandorum this year. So okay, all right. It's it's, so- it's a it's like a chicken it's a chicken soup for the soul kind of movie for me. Like it's a sick day. Like oh, you know, I'm slip into down. a little Pandorum. Yeah, I'm slip into a little weird space horror here we go isn't that weird i feel like it's very telling that our comfort movies what they are you know like for me it's aliens no matter what mood i'm in i'm always in the mood for aliens so uh when i was i I worked at blockbuster a long time ago uh yeah uh, well (laughs) obviously (laughs) um (laughs) the entire industry has evaporated in the interim (laughs) oh yes (laughs) I, i worked there when i was 16 15 i don't remember okay so that movie came in 2002 sorry i'm trying to figure out how old i was when we came in this is okay. about to make me very sad i was 13 <laughs> in 2002 uh, okay i'm a i'm a little sad but not as sad as i thought i would be okay yeah. and i was working there and 28 days later came out oh yeah and when you work at blockbuster you get movies like two weeks early mm-hmm. they actually come in and you're supposed to watch as many of them as you can so you can you know, you can suggest people's movies to people. Nice. So I immediately stole my copy of 28 Days Later. <laughs> <laughs> and I had it on, I would put it on every night to fall asleep to for about two years. That's Next, a good one. If we ever play Phasmophobia with Luke, you can ask him because he used to, he used to hate the fact that I would put it on and go to sleep. <laughs> well, because I would watch I'm it. I'm just going to ask him, have you ever seen 28 Days Later? <laughs> Well, because Luke and I, as teenagers, were not uh, the good kids. <laughs> so he actually lived with me for a mm-hmm. while. Mm-hmm. And I'm sh- he had to listen to, like, all the screaming and yelling and shooting. and I mean, it's, I, that's, it's not even so much the content. I remember the music was really good in that. I could vibe oh, on it for theme, a lot of ways. Like, the theme, too. Like, the main theme. Is excellent. It's like, oh, perfect. Yeah. But the abrupt noises would get me, I think. They would wake me back up. Yeah, you get used to it. After you've seen it like 400 <laughs> times, you get used to it. That's fair. That's fair. Oh, that was such a great movie. I remember I saw that in the theater opening weekend, packed, packed theater, back when we could do that safely. And I had, a, this is back before when I used to get scared by movies, back in those halcyon days I miss. And I remember I had a hoodie on, and every time I got scared, I kept, I was like slowly pulling it tighter and tighter and tighter. I mean, you know what, so though, by the is... end, I was like Kenny with like just this tiny hole over one eye. <laughs> I mean, it, it, like, it is. I, I've watched it recently. That is, that movie still holds up. When that priest stands up in the church, forget about it. Oh, I. One of like, the most iconic, horrifying. Right? scenes or moments in a film is him popping his head up at all those dead bodies with oh, eyes and like red all, and, and blazing and then like all the rest of them like pop up after he yeah. like hits them with the bag oh i love that yeah movie. God, i love that movie hang on i need to I'm fall asleep to it tonight <laughs> <laughs> call luke <laughs> you got facetime luke <laughs> be like does this make you sleepy <laughs> 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 oh shit yeah yeah I fell asleep to this drove my friend that lived with me <laughs> crazy in high school. I would always fall asleep to the Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, but that's a fantastic movie. It is. It is. The problem is, is I only ever saw the opening song. She's on the whole movie well, so over that was and over like and over. Days later for me, like, I would watch the first ten minutes, and be like, "All right, I'm going to sleep. Good night." And then Luke would be stuck with an hour and a half of like zombies <laughs> taking over the world. 
<laughs> oh, that's such a great movie. I thought, oh, you know what else is excellent is the opening scene of 28 Weeks Later. Oh, my God. That set, so that came <sighs> out, uh, I believe, on my birthday because I remember going to see it in packed in theaters on my birthday. And that opening scene, I was so excited for that movie. Like, holy shit, I can't believe that they followed up mm-hmm. 28 Days Later with this. This is amazing. And then two hours of a very clunky movie. <laughs> yeah, but that opening scene, though. Can you, are you with me on that at least? The opening scene when he is like when he's like running over the hill and they're all yes. like coming down chasing yes. him. And even when he gets into the water and he's like getting yeah. away. Oh my god, amazing! Excellent, right? Someone peeks out through the boards and the eyes are right there. Oh, and, and so that's the thing is that movie. There are, mm-hmm. I think there are genuinely really good parts to that movie. Yeah, it just can't hold up to the original. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It had the misfortune of following 28 days later, which well, and, is... And I know they were originally going to make, like, a 28 months later. I, uh-huh. But, 28 years later. Maybe there... Has it been 28 years? So, oh, we got to be due for that one, right? that the sequel got pushed back because some uh, <laughs> police incidents. Oh, no. I think, I, I think like, one of the directors, like, did a hit and run. If, oh, if, I'm, if I'm remembering no. correctly, oh, no. it's, it's either this movie or something like 28 Days Later. But apparently in 2020, 2021, Gillian Murphy expressed interest in potentially reprising his role. Really? In June 2019. I'm on the Wikipedia now, sorry. Uh, Boyle confirmed that he and Garland had recently met to discuss and pre- begin preparation to a third on a third film. So really? We might still be in I mean, it. this is the last season of Peaky Blinders. He's going to need something to do. Oh, man, I fell off that show really quick. Never seen it. But I, I applaud I am, his journey. I am a Gillian Murphy uh, fan. Yeah. I mean, same. I just haven't seen that show. I He, to me, is the uh, sweaty guy from Amityville Horror to all of you. <laughs> I can't re- I can never remember that guy's name. Uh, Ryan Reynolds. Okay. He is uh, sweaty Ryan Reynolds to me. Like, yeah. you just think he is sex oh, on wheels? Oh, Okay, oh, yeah. all right. So now you have to choose between him and Dad Winchester, whose name I can't think of right now. Oh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Know. Okay, <laughs> so they're both like, here I am. Except for I got to give it to Jeffrey Dean Morgan. He's got the daddy thing, right? So that's yeah. like I mean, right? there's no wrong answers here. I just was yeah. curious which way you'd go. <laughs> it's a win, 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 win. <laughs> Put those two hands together. <laughs> so, I, so here's the thing. Is I will seek out a Killian Murphy movie. Mm-hmm. I won't do the same for Jeffrey D. Morgan, but I am pleasantly surprised every time he shows up. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. He I mean, that, I like, love Killian Murphy. Odd. He's great. Oh, and in Sunshine? Ugh. Oh my god, movie. Sunshine is excellent and so underrated. Uh, you know what though? What drives me crazy is everyone's like, it's such a good movie till the end. I'm like, the end makes oh, the movie. Oh, that is like, the, when it takes the turn, it like because I remember seeing it and I didn't watch a trailer or anything. Mm-hmm. And I went into that and it like fucking blew my mind. Like, what? This is a horror movie now? Like, this is amazing. Yeah. I mean, that's <sighs> I like a movie that you think you're watching one movie, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, no, I'm watching a totally different movie. It's it's uh, from Dust Till Dawn. Yes, yes, yes. Now, imagine that happening nine times, and you'll have Titan. <laughs> oh, okay. It's right, a movie okay. that changes genre in every act. Okay, okay, I'm here for it. Okay, uh, but, that. 
Yeah, yeah. Sunshine is great. It's and it's kind of depressing. You're like, this is really good, but I'm feeling kind of bad about life right now. And then all of a sudden, it turns into a slasher, and you're like, and I'm back in. Yeah, exactly. Okay, all right, all right, all right, all right. Let's okay, get into I'm, this bedeviled movie. Okay, I'm sure okay. we'll non sequitur again in no time. But you know what? The Stream Queens is famous for non sequitur, so that's not like the listeners don't know what they're getting into. It's just usually me okay, and good. Mars okay, talking good. about cheese. So <laughs> which we, at some point we should talk about cheese because I love cheese. And that fi- fantastic idea that came your way uh, that I saw through you yes. on Twitter. That's it. Yes. Yes, my friend David suggested hot hot. hot Hot chocolate. Hot chocolate. God, I can't even talk. I'm like, hot coffee. That's not right. Hot chocolate trucks. Which, how are there not hot chocolate trucks? If I, I would run out of my house if there was a gourmet hot chocolate truck I don't by. even think it needs to be gourmet because I'm thinking of like, if you think of like an ice cream truck. Yeah. It's not good ice cream. It's just like You're really right. shitty ice cream, right? That they can just yeah, that's a good pay, point. pay like pennies on the dollar for. I would run out for a Swiss mystery. <laughs> I'm not above it. (laughs) Especially like, I'm surprised they don't do that. Like in Canada where it's cold. Right. How do you not have a hot drink? You can have cider and, and mold wine and all kinds of good shit and hot chocolate. mm, I mean, we have like trucks that have like cider and I guess hot chocolate actually. Now that I'm thinking about it, there's Mm. like a place where you go to like cut down trees. Canada has everything. Yeah. Sorry. Freedom. Hashtag poutine for life. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. I got poutine, a poutine and hot chocolate truck would be. I mean, it's we have legal I weed would, here. I it would, would be just there. money, 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 money. What music would they play? <laughs> I, I like, don't know. What music says I have poutine and hot chocolate? Come get some. Uh, the hockey night, in, uh, the Monday hockey night in whatever theme. <laughs> I was thinking maybe that song from Madagascar. I like them big. <laughs> I like them chunky. <laughs> there a poutine song? There must be. Oh, uh, I'm just seeing a lot of uh, Putin songs, unfortunately. No comments. <laughs> yeah, I know. We talked about it. <laughs> you look and they're just all by me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's this like weird one of him riding a horse. That's what is going on here. <laughs> Next time Randy comes out, I'm going to have him bring me that pillow so I can take a picture of it. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Because <laughs> I have to push the sequins back up. <laughs> the person who's editing this is the one who sent it to me. By the way, she sent it to me months after my birthday without any context whatsoever. That is so the I just best way to do it. opened a package and it was Putin on horseback. I had no idea who'd send it to me. <laughs> and I was just like, I. Whoever you're a genius, I, <laughs> or a that is troll. amazing. <laughs> that's, that's gonna be the way to do it, right? You do it a couple months late, so they're not expecting it, and then it's right. always this nice surprise. Okay, okay. <laughs> and all then right. all of a sudden you have a Putin sequin pillow, and yeah. you're like, "Oh, why?" I, I died. I mm. died. I am getting ideas. So okay, okay. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> So, where were we? Putin, Putin, Putin. Yeah, so that's our million-dollar idea, thanks to uh, good old David. <laughs> yeah, thank you, David. I just met you today, and oh, I you think you're David. amazing. <laughs> you would love David. Um, okay, cool. So, let's talk about the devils. <laughs> right. That is why we're here. Okay. Yes. All right, so you have the background information. So, tell me a little bit about this yeah. movie film. So, there wasn't uh, a ton of, mm-hmm. I, and I always 
find this with like I mean I, I don't think it's very well known movie. Right. Uh, although I, I have two two points and that's all you're getting. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this movie was uh, apparently a runaway hit in Korea. It it returned one point one million dollars uh in America, like in USD. Oh. From a okay. budget of six hundred thousand. Okay, so it like so, more than doubled its, or I guess almost doubled its money. Yeah, which is very surprising because it it actually pr- premiered as like a, the an official selection of the International Critics Week in the 2010 Cannes Film Festival. Oh, I would imagine that a Cannes audience did not know what to do with this movie. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I don't know what to do with this movie. Uh, that's mm-hmm. honestly, that's it. They don't have any. There's no like production notes go with it or like on production stories but i'm assuming that's okay that's okay that's more information than i knew two minutes ago so there's that i hey i told you literally (laughs) all i could find was how much it made (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't know i got nothing and obviously it was like pretty i i I don't have this information in front of me i just know it for a fact that it was pretty quick to come to netflix i actually thought when i picked this movie that it was still on netflix Mm mm-hmm uh, but I think it's just on Tubi now. Yeah, I mean it's. I mean you can rent it through Amazon for a couple okay. bucks. Yeah, you can rent it. Hold it there. I have it right in front of me. Uh, it's rentable for two dollars and ninety nine cents on Amazon, or you can watch it for free on Tubi, which is what I did. Yeah, that's what I did too. Nice. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah, I, I don't know. I just. Uh, I, I think it's interesting that it was one of the first movies that I can think of that was like a good straight to Netflix movie. Mm-hmm. But they were that was also during the time where I know they were like focusing on getting a lot of more f- foreign movies there. They had like Death Bell also came out. I don't know if you've seen Death Bell. Mm-mm, never even heard of it. It's so good. I believe it's also Korean. It is Saw, but set in a school. What? It's wild. <laughs> Okay, I mean, yeah, that sounds wild. And I'll hey. tell you, these movies are not fucking around. No, they Yes, it not. is South Korean. Mm-hmm. Is it? Okay, yeah. That and Devil got added to Netflix like the same day. And I went on a little journey and, oh boy, was I ever bummed out by the end of it. But in a good way, I guess. The tagline, <laughs> one will die for every incorrect answer. Yeah. Bloody midterm exams are in session. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, well, and it's wild because, like, just before that, I was actually the first time I ever watched Battle Royale. Oh, that's a great movie. I agree. But anyways, yes, that's that's all I really have for uh, background. Fair enough. All right, well, yeah. here's my synopsis, and it's going to be spoilery, people. So if you have not watched it, go to Tubi, check it out if you're worried about spoilers. And I do think that spoilers are possible with this, for sure. It went some places I was not expecting, especially in that final act. The final, final act after the final, what after what I thought would be the final act would be the final act. There was another final act. <laughs> yeah, which, uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah, which, which we're definitely going to need to talk about, because I don't know how I feel about the final, final act. I... And say safely say we are probably on the same page although before you do that there's something i need to do oh oh it's happening it's happening i promised you i would yeah open crack open a cidarita just for you yes let me and, live vicariously uh, through you it's got a sorry hopefully my sniffs aren't too gross i'm a little stuffed up so. i haven't even heard them oh there you go. I like. Oh, it. but are they smelly? What was it? Stinky sneezes? 
No, no, sneakers. no stinky sneezes. Actually, okay. I haven't had those in a while. Surprisingly, I'd never heard of them before. You not like a, a limey lemon, mm. almost like a Seven Up kind of like alcoholy t- smell to it. Mm. Let me get a little taste. My Lacroix over here. Ooh, uh, it's actually this is the first one I've just like drank out of the can. Usually, I pour it in a glass. Yeah, it's almost a little a little more acidic. The can. Interesting. Something about the way it's reacting with the yeah, it's aluminum. It's good though. It, it still it tastes like, like Sprite or Seven Up, but like thicker. Ooh, that sounds it's, great. With a little bit of acidity there, I'm probably gonna be done this in like two minutes. <laughs> I cannot wait to get to try one in October. I ordered another case. Yes. It did not take us long to go through the first 24. (laughs) Do you think that one is going to survive all the way to October? My plan, so my plan is I'm I'm, going to buy them. (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to give a short synopsis of this film, but I am going to spoil things. So people, if you want, we're worried about spoilers. You had plenty of time to go. (laughs) And you forgot to leave a while ago. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so. This movie opens in Seoul, where Hyewon works for a bank and is kind of a huge asshole, to be honest. Yeah. For instance, she sees a woman being assaulted on the streets, and she not only doesn't help her, she rolls up her window and will not identify the perpetrators when she gets sees them in a lineup. So, stressed out from being an asshole, she decides to take a vacation <laughs> on this remote island. Where like she's all spent- great CEOs, right? As soon as they become the asshole, they just leave for a while. <laughs> exactly. So she goes to this island where she went for summers when she was a teenager. And when she gets there, she gets greeted by her friend, Baknam, who is thrilled to see her. My heart. So her life is fucking horrible. The worst. She's regularly sexually assaulted by her husband's brother and probably his friends, too. And the women of the village aren't much better. They are cruel, sexist monsters that make her life a living hell. So naturally, she dreams of escaping uh, and going to Seoul and taking her daughter Yoon Hee with her. As Haiwan is getting ready to leave after spending a week there and doing some yoga and basically ignoring the horrendous conditions that her friend is living through, Baknam realizes that her husband, the gem that he is, has been is either getting ready to or has already sexually assaulted his, her daughter. So she tries to leave with her, but the plot is foiled. And her daughter ends up getting killed in the fight that follows. This is not a this is not a warm fuzzy of a movie. Oh yeah! By that. the way, if you don't like bummers, do not watch this movie. <laughs> it's a bummer. Yeah. When the police come, everyone tries to pin Yoon-hee's death on her mother, and Hyun doesn't stand up for her, even though she has an opportunity to do so. So Baknam snaps and kills the fuck out of everyone that she can with a side, which is. So satisfying. And then Haiwan escapes the island with Baknam on her tail, who follows her back to Seoul to try to kill her for betraying her. And it does not go well. Yeah, it's... Okay. Okay. My first major issue, and I'm just going to... I got to bring it up now. Okay. For you, I don't know if you're going to see the outcome of what happened. Okay. There is a poster for this movie. Which is the end of the movie. Literally the climax of that part yeah one of the last shots in that in very intense yeah. part of the movie i i don't know why i don't understand it i don't know yeah it's so weird when that happens there's been a few of those things where you're like okay well if that's the end of the movie great I don't fortunately i didn't see that poster until i started doing the research on imdb 
Okay, good. I know that's the poster that was on Netflix when it was on there. Because I remember being like, after kind of seeing it and remembering what happened at the end there, I remember going, what the, like, why? That sucks. Why? Yeah, the one I saw of her was she was standing in a field with a scythe. Okay. So I didn't even know which girl it was because there was like blood on her, you know. So it was yeah. it was not spoilery. It just sort of was a mood kind of vibe. And I was like, okay, that's, gonna be that's some scythe I'm, action. I'm glad you didn't see. But when I saw that poster, I was like, are you serious? Yeah. Because I, there's a lot that there's a massive buildup to that moment. And there's a there's a twist that occurs to lead to that moment. Until the twist happens, you don't really know why that would even happen. So that's really frustrating. <sighs> Just a bummer. So I'm going to get this out of the way. So okay. in case you're worried, I loved this movie. Okay. I, I was a little worried because I remember it being a slow burn, but I think it is the slow burn that may... <sighs> it's I necessary. Like to... I think yes. it's a necessary slow, slow burn. I mean, you could have a movie that ends up in the same place this does and have it still be interesting because it's just a bonkers movie. Yeah. But I think you'd be like, wow, that movie was wild. Whereas this one, I'm like, wow, that movie was devastating. Yeah. Because I spent, we spent all that time watching what Vaknam has gone through and really investing in her. And when she, when she flips the script, you're just like, good for her. But you wouldn't necessarily if you hadn't really spent all that time and seen all that she was going through and how she had no no allies no i mean and she she tried she tried to trust the boat driver and he was like oh let me just count my you know he like that clearly was working with the husband well yeah i mean i i got the sense that he was one of the boys in the flashback oh yeah yeah i mean they all had to and potentially one of the like one of the people who could be the father of you this movie is brutal dude it is so i like the turn when it happens mm-hmm. <gasps> grip it and rip it <laughs> right that's what they say <laughs> the turn in this movie is like one of my favorites cuz she's just standing there in the field just like clearly working through the death of her daughter and then she just yeah. kind of like snaps yep and says the sun talked to her uh-huh. and Told, I, I think it's like she it told me to n- not don't stop mm-hmm. and then she just fucking goes wild so great you want it so bad for her in that moment i do ultimately have an issue with the police station scene like that whole mm-hmm. thing because obviously up to that point we are almost i i hmm. they do a good job of flipping the script making us think that Haiwan is like our hero character, I guess. And right. it's like going through this hero's journey. Right. When she just kind of, even at the end, when she doesn't stand up to, up for Baknam after her daughter dies, originally, yeah. I was like, oh, maybe she was asleep. I mean, not. Right. Not, you think uh, she's asleep because yes. the way the film is cut, you're like, oh, she slept through it. And then yes. you get the reveal that she, she was, was there watching. Oh my god! I and was like, like you bitch, right? And, and, and then it was like, okay, I don't want Bachnam to die. I want, no. I want to die. Yes. I wish that. I mean, obviously, it's probably for the better of the movie that she didn't, and like that, the kind we kind of got left in this like bummer ending. Yeah, I, I do think it works better because at that point, what would Bachnam do? After I mean, she, she's a broken person, exactly. You know? But like, 
I, I it's again, I think they do a great job of like making us think that ha- Haiwan is our hero. Yeah. And then flipping the script on us and you now she's just a shitty person. Right. I just I don't like how Baknam is like handled a little bit at the very end. Mm. I just I wish that she survived, although uh, it would yeah. have been like worse for her in a way, yes. But, but she earned it. I wanted exactly. it for her so badly. I but, mean, she did fill the cops. <laughs> but I mean, that was, wasn't that the cop that came out and didn't believe her? I don't know. I um, think it was. I think it's the cop they sent out. And that's why she killed him. Because she didn't kill the boat guy. She didn't kill the grandpa. She wasn't killing indiscriminately. She, she, I think she killed the boat guy. Oh, not like the boat guy who came out to... No, the one that would like... She gave him too much money and he gave her money back. And she's like, there are good people. Because I think she... Well, she grew up on the island, right? So she never knew other like anything else other than this like shittiness. Well, this is the the first person that hasn't taken advantage of her. Yeah. What's interesting is to watch the that I mean she does survive and it kind of sucks and at the end I do feel like there's some movement in that character but you find out that there is just a history of her abandoning people in need because you see it in the opening stuff where she watches the girl get assaulted and she rolls up her window and yep. then she basically ignores the dad when he's begging for her to like you're a witness you need to tell them that he did this she ignores him and then we see the flashback when they're girls and she walks away Baknam protects her from the boys and then she leaves but comes back and watches them assaulting her and and we kind of get a second version of that when they're older and the husband's brother tries to come sexually assault assault and protects her yes she and okay say for for example we were in this situation Mm -hmm. and for whatever reason i didn't want to talk to you which isn't the case don't worry but even if you like sent me letters I would still open them. Right. Because <laughs> I want to know what's going on still, even though I like, no, I'm not going to talk to you, but I want to know what's going on. Right. Because I I think that is why Baknam gets so excited. Yeah. It all makes sense when she I shows up. I want to say, right? Because yeah. she's like, oh, she read my letter. She knows I need help. Right. She doesn't think that she's just there on a selfish vacation. She thinks she's finally responded to these letters that she's been writing for years, begging yeah, and, her to come. And in a way that makes oh, me happy because so it, it because it breaks Haiwan more. So I'm like, good. I fucking I do not like her. Right? She's the worst. And it's it shows you the power. Like it's really clever in the way that they introduce us to her first, that you think she's your main character. Yeah. And so through the whole movie, you keep waiting for that that character turn moment when she kills the husband and you think, okay, this is the moment where she's or like she's being tied up and held by the husband. You think, oh, this is the moment she's going to turn and be the friend that she needs. Yeah. And in that moment, she grabs the boat guy and runs again. She never makes that turn, which I think is an interesting and formula breaking character choice that we have this main character who never has an arc, but it's not in a bad writing way, but in a very intentional way. It's meant to show us that. Some people don't change, right? Like that is right. And, and I agree. I, I I think it's something we don't see a lot. No, especially like in this kind of movie. Like I feel like right. there is always that. Especially if there is a friend, they're always going to be there to help them in the last moment. You know, they're always going to have that change of heart because that's just how it is, right? But no, we don't get it here, and it's wild to me almost how much Taiwan was 
on the Islanders side. Yeah. I mean, when she basically turned her away, when she's like, I think my husband is screwing my daughter. I couldn't believe it because formula dictates that this would be the moment that she would have empathy, but she never does. What do you think the significance is of the very final shot where she lays down and then it cuts to the island being in the sort of same shape as her? So the the only thing that I thought of, honestly, is (laughs) the ending of one of the ending scenes in Moana. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Where that same thing happens. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I, but I, I don't know. Maybe it's like she was almost like weirdly like an embodiment of I had the island. Mm-hmm. Yes, everybody on the island was shitty, so she was there too. Right, like she's, shitty, right? Like she is. She's like the will of everybody on that island. Well, I think they spend most of the movie trying to show all the ways that she is not like the island. She has the pale skin. There's a lot of colorism stuff that's interesting in this, but yeah. she has high heels when she gets off the boat. She's wearing all white. She's got that smooth, perfect hair. She's doing yoga and she's an independent woman. She's all of these things that are not like this very rural kind of backwoodsy island vibe, yeah, right? She's the complete opposite of Bachnan. Right? And then in the end, I think what you see is that in the way that really matters who she is in her heart. She's she is more appropriate to be on the island than Bachnam ever was. She has that same sort of corruption of spirit that everybody on that fucking island had. I like I completely forgot about how just unrelenting everybody on that island was. The cruelty. Those ants and the grandma are monsters. In some ways, they're even worse than um uh, well, not really, but you know what I mean. Yeah, like, I was they're just say, as complicit. Oh, you're going down I mean, I guess all by yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, yeah, I know, I know. I was started like my brain kind of just had like a flashback of nine thousand heinous things. Like, what happened to the sex worker? She gets dragged off by the boat guy, and then we never see her see again. Her. So I'm assuming you think they killed her. <sighs> I mean, because we see the boat. I'm trying to think if we see the boat leave. We do because the doctor leaves on the boat, mm-hmm. and don't see her so she is either dead in that island somewhere or Mm -hmm. still there well no she wouldn't still be there because the old man dies after burying everybody basically yeah oh Oh my god God. the grandma falling off the cliff was so amazing oh so i i have a question for you yes did you like the reveal during that whole grandma fight yeah, if you could call it that, Grimble we kind of we kind of <laughs> we get flashes of Bachnam being like really close and then really far to like yeah. throw off your judgment of like where uh-huh. she is. Yeah, and then it all coming around to be like, oh, she wasn't wearing her glasses. I think it worked. It gave you like a moment where she like was right in front of her and then startled me a little bit. It was yes. almost like a jump scare, and then the satisfaction of her hubris jumping off, and you're like, well, you should have worn your glasses, you old bitch. See <laughs> that <laughs> like. Obviously, yes, there are parts in these movies that are, like, horrible and make you feel Mm -hmm. like shit. But it is the parts where people get what they deserve that, like, makes me really love this, like, subgenre of movie. Obviously, the first part of these movies are always rough. Yeah. The one in this, it's, like, an hour hour and a half of, like, just constant. Unrelenting cruelty. I was really bummed out. Yeah. But then she came back with the scythe. And my mood changed because I was like, oh, 
yeah. how these people are getting what they deserve. Like, because she is quick with some of them, but she takes her time with it. Like, the, the husband. She oh, my God. Like, when she's throwing the bean paste on him, I'm like, <sighs> good for her. Right? Good for her. Yeah, this one is, I mean, that's the thing is, I think it also, but it pulls the rug out from underneath you after you're like, okay, I have suffered through this with her for an hour and a half. So for her not to make it in the end is, it's a tough pill to swallow, but I think it's a more honest ending. The catharsis part of me is like, no, but the like intellectual side of me is like, yeah. Yeah, because I I mean, she is, like you mentioned before, she is a broken person after everything. Mm -hmm. And she almost looks like she is going back to having a normal life until she sees that the boat is still there. And they, she overhears the cops saying, oh, Hanwo is unholding. And then you yeah. can kind of like see it in her like, all right, I know what I have to do. And then it turns into like, mm-hmm. it changes from a revenge movie to a slasher movie <laughs> very that quickly. hammer is amazing. Oh, my God. I will say. <laughs> R.I.P. that guy's genitals. Oh my god. <laughs> Pancake oh. balls, dude. Yeah, like, the, it's a wrap. <laughs> there are some things that you feel when it happens, and yeah. that is one of them. <laughs> I do oh. have a question. Yes. Is there more gravity in Korea? Because nobody could stay upright for very long. <laughs> this is a good well I, i'm assuming that the island's rocks are slippery <laughs> i guess so honestly it's like a parody of a slasher film and that like everybody's just like step fall step you know, fall, you know what step maybe, fall, maybe, step maybe fall. it's the leaf i, I don't know what oh leaf it is. the bozo leaf is that what it was? i i i don't remember if they said what it was so i couldn't remember 100 percent bozo leaf what is he it? said it she calls it bozo leaf because it makes you act like a bozo I mean, that's what it was in the subtitles. I don't, I mean, obviously it's something like Coco Leaf or something like that. Yeah. Well, I, all I know is that the old guy was taking it all the time, which yeah. is why it was so chill through the whole thing. Yeah. Which is, which is also why I'm kind of glad that she left him because she kind of took these people out in a way that they treated her. He was always just kind of there. So he left him to be just kind of there, like the old man. Yeah, I mean, I think he, like I said, she's not indiscriminate in the way that she's killing people. Yeah. He wasn't just complicit in that he wasn't doing anything. I think he was absent. I think he, she didn't even consider him. Oh, really? Okay. See, I took it as like, oh, he always just stood by. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm going to basically leave him here to starve. I mean, she was right. (laughs) Yeah, I'm yeah. looking at, I think it might be something called Betel Nut. Uh, says, these nuts are harvested from the Acrea palm and are chewed for their warming, glow, and stimulating properties. Maybe? Uh, sure. Like a whole thing. <laughs> I don't know. I Googled it. That's the best I could come up with. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah whatever. But I do generally think this is a good movie, even mm-hmm. though I did have high expectations because I do remember enjoying it. I'm glad I forgot some of the stuff because it made the, the slasher movie basically that happens at yeah. the end of it. Yeah. Surprising. Because uh-huh. I, I thought they both just kind of got away and that was the end. Right. So when it kind of cuts back to that whole thing, I was very, very, very surprised. And just like the creepy, she waited for Hanwha to wake up. Yeah. Yep. 
obviously she has lost it. Well, I guess she yeah. was like, was she? In, I'm trying to remember if she was like, had handcuffs on. She did. Yeah, she woke up yeah. and she had handcuffs, handcuffs on. I mean, she's exacting her revenge, right? And I think it wasn't just like with some of the other ones where she just wants to cut them up. The There was emotional and psychic wounds caused by this friendship. Oh, the yeah. The betrayal of her watching her daughter die and saying nothing, the punishment couldn't be swift for her. Like, I, yeah. I think she wanted, she, she wanted something from her so badly throughout the entire film. You know, whether well, it was something sexual or something or just being taken with her or just she wanted that love. Those moments where she like lays and she's like, let me just sit here for like two minutes with my face touching yours. It wouldn't be a swift death. She wanted something from that she was never going to get because Haiwan is not capable of giving her what she needs. No. She and, doesn't and, have it. And it does make sense because obviously she is not getting any good feelings from anybody else on the island. So no. she, she does try to take that chance. I think it all really for Baknam, obviously just watching her daughter die was uh, despicable, but I think mm-hmm. that she remembers everything from like, she still has grudges for the flute thing because I mean, she says like before she thinks she's about to kill on she yeah. hands her the flute. Yeah. Have like, done that. I know. <sighs> what I loved about it too, with her character, is they introduce you to her, and she does all of these things that feel really strange. She's way too excited. She touches her inappropriately when they're bathing. But then, as the movie progresses and you get backstory, none of the things that she's doing in context are strange anymore. Of course she's excited to see her friend. Of course she thinks that they have a romantic connection. Because one of the things we see in the flashbacks is Haiwan kissing her. Yeah. You know, there's all these things where she is totally behaving rationally and everybody's treating her like she's crazy. And you as an audience member, you know, experience her as weird until as you move forward, you see all of the context. It's it's honestly one of the best character sort of reveals and creation and and evolution i've seen in a long time i really think this movie is pretty incredible it is it is the feel bad movie of the year oh oh yeah but it is really good and it's wild because uh i think there are other movies that try to tackle some of the same stuff Mm -hmm. that uh this does in 2010 like i spit on your grave the remake came it in 2010 yeesh no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that, honestly, in a way, this movie kind of makes does a lot better job of handling it. Yes, uh, when the sexual assault happens, it's very graphic. Mm-hmm. But not in a way that, like, it's <laughs> it was gross. on the left. It's gross. It's oh. not meant to be erotic. Yes, I, I think some of the later movies, and even, I'm trying to remember, I spit on your grave. It was released by Anchor Bay, so I can only imagine that some of it is, like, sexualized. I don't remember it, unfortunately. That I've one. never seen the remake. I've only seen the original. The remake, and it is gross. The remake is rough. Yeah. I, I, I felt like I had gotten everything I could possibly get out of that franchise when I saw the original. In the original, um, did somebody get a shotgun shoved up their butthole? No, but that's awesome. No, it's she gets in a bath with someone and castrates him at one point. That's like the kind of pinnacle or the ultimate sort of. Oh yeah, that that the, the garden shears. Mm, it's just a knife. 
Oh. They really, they apparently they just really went over the top with the remake, huh? Yeah. Garden <laughs> shears, a shotgun into his anus. I'm reading uh, something about uh, burning a face off and lie. Uh, yeah. Yikes. It's yeah. like the sawification of. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is. It's around that time, right? I think Saw yeah. was like 2006. There you go. So that was peak Saw then. That was like Saw and Hostile and kind yeah. of people trying to take. So interesting. What a weird time in horror where everything just got super hyper violent. And, like, and then Paranormal Activity came out and everyone's like, nope, PG movie, PG horror from here on out. Yeah. I, I still do really like that first Paranormal Activity. Um, uh, yeah, I do too. It's just interesting. I meant just sort of as horror audiences, the way that we just oh, we go back and one forth, or the like, other. Yeah. One or the other. It's like French extremism or, you know, Paranormal activity, you know, <laughs> insidious, you know what I mean? Bloodless or all oh, blood. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't even think about insidious. And even kind of to the point of I spit on your grave versus bedeviled, like, yes, there is blood. But I don't really think it's that like We're pretty or, dead inside. If you were to just it? slam this on for a normie, yeah. She'd be heads him with a scythe. Okay, that's rough. I I'll give you that. But I don't, it's not, is and it And then through the neck of the grandma, it's pretty Oh my gruesome. god, I'm so broken. <laughs> We're totally broken. Honestly, this, the violence in this kind of hit me. Not that it was as violent as something like TCM, yeah. but it has a weight to it. It feels brutal. It feels brutal. Well, I think it's it's here versus, like you said, I mean, even in TCM, because TCM goes crazy with it, but I yeah. think then it's just kind of like they're going for a body count there. Whereas here it's like, it's personal. Yeah. And even if it is just getting the necks of grannies, yeah, it's still feels very personal. This thing uh, is, this thing's brutal, dude. This thing is, is it? I, brutal <laughs> and, I, it, and I, in a good way. And like, it's paying off a lot of pent up rage as an audience member. You're like, yes, more blood, more, but it is, it is not not. <laughs> I guess also because I watched this and then I watched Revenge. I'm like, that nah, wasn't that bad. <laughs> yeah. See, Revenge takes it to a whole almost cartoonish level, but which I also love. But oh, honestly, too. this was harder in some places for me to watch than Revenge was. Yeah, I think. Uh, Except for here. that foot thing. <laughs> oh, God, that foot thing is. The finger go. Mm. Yep. Uh, very, we'll go. very, we'll, we'll very there. close. Very, very close. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh, jeez. But yeah, this makes me realize that I really need to spend some more time watching Korean revenge films. Because I realize I haven't really seen that many. If you ever want to cover, not to like, <laughs> toot my own asshole horn. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know how to say. just say fart. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not, not to like huff my own farts or anything. <laughs> Korean horror films are like something that I've always extremely enjoyed. Because I, 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 I think they always come with an interesting take. Mm-hmm. Because the ones that you hear about are the ones that kind of like rise up, obviously. Right. Whereas like over here, you hear about every movie. And yeah. there's some shit like the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre and some great ones. Like I haven't seen X, but the, the praise you have for it is X, right? I mean, I don't want to over. I'm worried I've overhyped it for you. I really had a good time. But, no, see, that, you know. So that's the thing is, uh, I yes, there is. I can get overhyped for movies, but I don't think you can because Texas Chainsaw Massacre came out. And I mean, it was so bad. That has, 
certainly not hurt my response to the film. <laughs> well, and at this point, like, I'm excited for it, but, you know, eh, I'm sure it'll be fine. But I'm, it could be amazing. I'm sure it is amazing. But I try to go into movies with kind of, I mean, if I, if I have previous experience with a series like PCM, I, I knew going in that it was not going to be a good movie. When they showed in the trailer that they were talking about canceling somebody, I knew it wasn't going to be. <laughs> but but you know, I, I try to go into like new series or new IPs. I like to start at like a base. Yeah, I'm excited for it. I'm going to be excited to watch it. But it's not. It doesn't mean that it's. I'm going in expecting it to be amazing. I'm going in knowing. Okay, Rachel thought this was amazing. I mean, I did. I did. And I, I hope you have the same experience and that, like, expectations are not too... I, my expectations were pretty high going in, though, I will say that, because I liked Ty West and because I had seen all the buzz coming out of well, festivals. I think after the disappointment of Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Scream 5, I don't think it can be... Like, I, I'll give you... Scream 5 was way better than Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Still, yeah, eh, you know, eh, it's... It was fine. It was... It, well, exactly. It was... It was, yeah, fine is a perfect word. I don't think it has to prove itself that hard to be better than those movies. Yeah. But, uh. I mean, I don't like, really love slashers, and I had a good time. So that means either it's a really great slasher, or maybe it's not. And that's why I don't know what that means. But I had a good time. I saw it with producer Randy. When it ended, we looked at each other and we're like, that was good. We don't normally do that. I was pretty hyped going in, so maybe it won't be a problem for you. I would say the lower your expectations, the better, just because... Well, that's how it always is, right? The lower yeah. expectations, the better. It, yeah. It's better, exactly. And you and I tend to be on the same page about slashers. Not yes. necessarily... I think you like, like them more than I do, but when well, they're bad, not, you and well, I agree with it. Oh, they're when, bad. They're, when they're bad, they're garbage. This one takes the slasher formula and does something in some ways new with it. It harkens back to ideas around the way that sexuality interacts with slashers and has it. Oh, is is this a movie that Larry's gonna? Oh, Larry is gonna faint. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> yeah, this is the horniest movie I've seen in a really long yeah. time. Hey, like yeah, yeah. it is lots of fucking. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. Horny movies are fun movies. So I mean, it, but it's interesting the way if that they, they know if they handle it well. I they, I and that's this. part of what's great about it. The way that they juxtapose sex and violence in this is interesting because it's all the tropes of like a 70s 80s slasher movie but with a contemporary lens a sex positive lens because isn't it like about them filming a porno isn't that so they are renting a a house to rent a porno and there's two old people that are on the lot that don't know that they're doing that oh okay interesting okay Okay. yeah but it goes places that you don't think it's gonna go I'm, I don't want to talk about it because I'm going to spoil things for you, but like, okay. I need you to see it, and then I need you to immediately hit me up. Because I want to know what you think, uh, as someone who does like slashers and is as much of a TCM head as I am. Original TCM head yes. as I am. Oh, the new TCMs can go. <laughs> like, even, I mean, I, yeah. even the remake, I, do, I don't like the remake that much. <laughs> it's okay. It's got some cool stuff in it, but I, I don't need Leatherface to be a hero or an anti-hero. I'm okay with him just being a crazy person. That's fine with me. That works. But yeah, you and you and wifey should go see it. Okay, I'll, I'll it's, try and talk it's, to it's a very sex. It's a very sexy movie, and also there are moments that are not very sexy. But the sexy parts are very sexy. 
Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> I'm here for it, okay. Yep. You'll never be able to look Kid Cuddy in the eye again. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> awesome. Okay, cool. So I think... I think our overall review, to sum it up on my side, I thought this movie was excellent, even though it was very emotionally expensive to watch. And it has made, it has actually really ignited my interest in watching more movies in the genre. Like, I've seen a couple of things. I've seen Train to Busan. I've seen The Wailing. Ooh, The Wailing is one that I thought of it. It is. forward, is it? Intense. I've seen it. But it is intense. But I now I'm like, okay, I think I'm ready to dip into something like I Saw the Devil, Mother, like these movies that have always been kind of bandied about, like you need to see these, and I just haven't. I think it's time. Including, and I'm probably people are going to scream when they hear this, I've never seen Old Boy. So... Can I tell you a secret? Yeah. (gasps) We should watch Old Boy! I agree. Because I also haven't seen I Saw the Devil. Even though... Everybody talks about that movie. I know we don't have time for another project. I think we'll just spread it out over the next year. (laughs) When opportunities come up to watch something, we should just re-revenge it. Okay. I'm okay with that. Okay. Me too. I'm into it. I mean, I really, can can we start with I Saw the Devil, though? That's the one I most want to see. Yes, because I actually. Wait, have you seen that one? No. So, and I Saw the Devil has a weird spot because Michelle has seen it. She saw it before we got together. And for okay. whatever reason, she does not want to watch it. Never wants to watch it. I mean, I think it's gnarly as fuck. Maybe we should build towards it then. Maybe we should start oh, no, I'm, I'm okay at with the it. OG so, with old boy. So I saw the devil has a weird spot because I go in every once in a while. It like comes across my brain. I'm like, oh, I need to watch that. I have no idea what it's about. Oh, I know what it's about. And it's the the premise is part of why i want to see it and i've always wanted to see it but i just didn't know if i was dead inside enough yet (laughs) yeah i i think that uh korean horror does a good job of if you're not dead inside yet you will be (laughs) right i'm into it though yeah me too let's watch it let's watch i saw the devil okay all right okay michelle's like fuck that's okay deal with it (laughs) Maybe What's she'll that? like it the second time through. I don't know. I watched Not the Circle. What's the one where they're like dating in the booths? I talked to you about it, the like oh, crazy right. laugh it guy. It was, um, yes. <sighs> the pods one. Yes. I watched that for her. She watches for me. <laughs> I think that's fair, especially considering as long as Korean horror films are, it's still not as long as that. <laughs> oh, uh, that is time I Love is Blind. Love Thank is Blind. You. Yes. There we Although, go. Although, have you seen what they're trying to do now? With their next project, I know. No, what is it called? Ultimatum. Uh huh. Basically, it's all these couples, and one of them has given the other person in the couple an ultimatum: either like get married or they're gonna move on. So they put them all together. Do that. They put them all together, and then they make them date different people while those while they're still together. No. Yeah. Right. And that's where I was like. Here's the thing is, I'm all for people. If you want to be poly, everybody's consenting to that. That's great. It's not for me personally, but no no judgment whatsoever. But that is some weird regressive shit. Yeah. And it's like... The point is the jealousy. And I mean, obviously some of the previews, people are like sitting there like, I didn't want to come here because I'm worried that she would start dating other people or he would start dating other people. And they're like crying over it. And I'm like, I don't want to fucking see this. I don't want to see that either. I like it when the relationships blow up on a love is blind situation because the stakes are essentially zero. Yeah, You've exactly. known this person for five minutes. But, but, but like these are people that are like, um, they've been there, for, they've been together for years. 
And it also feels like a lily pad situation where people are just trying to jump out of a relationship. And they're like, this TV show's my lily pad. Yep. Yeah. That sounds like a bummer, dude. Yeah, I saw a preview for it. And at first I was like, oh, yeah, trashy TV. And I was like, oh, this is like too trashy. Yeah. I like, I don't know. I'm enjoying this era of reality TV thanks to like the Great British Bake Off where it's like people being kind to one another and being creative. I I will say uh, one of the shows I'm most excited to watch is Is It Cake? Oh, I hope it's always, I mean, I know of the phenomenon of Is It Cake where it's these hyper-realistic cakes. Yeah, they made right? a, like a, a Netflix series about it, and it's okay, like just people trying that. to. It's just, it, it's out. that's gonna make me so hungry. Yeah, apparently my kid watches it like every morning before that's school. So cute! Oh, he has your DNA. <laughs> he just wants cake. I can't blame him. I can't blame him. I mean, I always just want cake. All right. Anyway, so any final thoughts on this movie? No, I I just I think it's hard to recommend as like a maybe a first like. Dip your toe in some like <laughs> some Korean deep end shit. Movie. Yeah, <laughs> but if you're already a little broken inside, I think this is a good stepping point to kind of the deep end. Because mm-hmm. by the end of it, you will be in the deep end. Uh, oh yes. But overall, I think it's a I think it's a great movie. I I still think it's as good as I, it was when I watched it. Oh god, twelve years ago. <laughs> it doesn't get any better those numbers just get bigger (laughs) no 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 it's true (laughs) okay good well hopefully people will check it out it's on tubi put it in your eyeballs maybe regret it but you know whatever i liked it so if you were going to watch this a third time as our guest sommelier what would you pair with it i'm going to uh pair it because i did pair it a ciderita. A <laughs> Caribbean. Basically whatever you have. Yep. It is a, I'm looking at the empty can right now. Uh, it is the Car- Caribbean lime cider. Why? Because it was with me <laughs> and it's delicious. <laughs> I like the movie and I like this beverage. Excellent. That's as good a reason as any. Right. Why not? Uh, (laughs) All right. Awesome. We don't have any listener mail this week, but we'd love to hear from you, especially if you decided to give this a shot and you were just as rattled by it as I was. I'd love to hear your thoughts or if you have any questions, whatever. Drop us a line. Or maybe you have a Korean revenge film we should actually watch first. I don't know. You have an opinion? Yeah. Ooh, that's a good idea. Yes. Right? Get in touch. You can do so by emailing us at rachel at zombiegirls.com. That's G-R-R-L-Z.com. Or you can hit us up over on our Facebook page, or you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ZG Podcasts, plural. And if you're looking for something spooky tonight because you've already watched this, or maybe you need something lighter, so you're just like a regular horror movie, please, then check out our video on demand and streaming calendar at zombiegirls.com, where we keep track of all the spooky doings that you can find on the internet. And if you're loving the show, it would really mean the world to us if you would go on Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. You can leave them on anywhere that you're listening, but Apple Podcasts would be the most helpful for us. So if you could do that, that'd be dope. And if you're listening on Spotify, please do rate us. And if you love us and you really want to support us and you've already left all the reviews and all that good stuff, you should... or. Actually, not if you've already done that. You can do this at any time. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash zombie girls, where you get lots of awesome perks, including extended episodes. Like today, we're going to be talking about my favorite rape revenge film, Revenge. And it's weird to say my favorite rape. 
bench. I know. Uh, it's I know. just a weird sentence. I know, but I, it's how I feel. I have yeah, to live no, in my truth. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> or you get their really cool events. Like this will have already happened, but you can go back and check it out this weekend. Justin will be there. We are, rev- we are doing our live show, the battle of the feminist allies. So what do you think oh. your odds are? <laughs> so uh, I actually uh, had a talk with Larry about this last night. Oh no! I, I am nervous. <laughs> oh, don't worry. It's well, gonna I, be. I'm fine. just nervous because I generally do not do well for trivia. Okay, and I am horrible with names. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I'm going to give you because you're here, and I'm going to give you some a little rundown, a little pro okay. tip. Okay. Uh, so okay. Okay. it's going to be broken into four sections. Okay. The first section is sex and politics. Oh, lovely. Okay. Okay. The second section is uh, is film. It's Canadian politics. It's more like <laughs> feminist politics. Okay. Okay. So okay. It, it defies borders, but I think it's largely American, but yeah. famous stuff, right? Okay. Although there is some American history in there, so sorry. That's yeah, okay. <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, because we finalized the questions this week, then there'll be a film section. Okay. Primarily horror. So if you bone up on female horror stuff, you might do well there. The next is music. So feminist music. A lot of music. Well, maybe just Google a list of feminist songs. (laughs) Okay. And then the final section is a Q and A, where we're going to ask you some questions and grade your answers. (laughs) So think like school beauty pageant, world peace kind of questions, but with a feminist bent. Do I have so, to show what my talent is? What's your talent? I don't know. I'm I mean, asking you, so I have to. Should there have been a talent portion? Maybe I'll save that for the Midsommar. We'll keep you, like, you you're, you won't burn you up in what? the bear suit. I will make you a promise right now. I will mm-hmm. bring a talent anyways. Yes! <laughs> I say okay. that now. I have a date to prepare. <laughs> I cannot wait. I hope you just, like, bust out a piccolo or something. <laughs> that would be wild. I do I don't know if I still have my base here. I don't know. Oh, I mean, listen, I will, you will be graded. So you should definitely do that if you need an edge. Bring, we will okay. be delighted by it. Uh, so, so yeah, so that is, that is how it's going to break down. There may also be a couple of little games in there, like a $10,000 pyramid mini game at one, some point. So there'll be chances. There'll be opportunities for you to to earn some points. But the point is, these are all the fun things that we have planned. Lots of stuff like this coming up this year. So if you've been teetering on the brink of whether or not you want to join the Patreon, this is the year to do it. Because we've got lots of cool stuff coming your way. All right. So that just leaves plugs for you. Justin, if people, I swear, they would have to be new here not to know the magic that is Justin. But just in case we have new listeners, can you please let them know where they can get some more of these delicious Canadian tones? Okay. Uh, Ooh, where do I start? Okay, so uh, you can find me on Twitter at Oh god, what's my Twitter handle? Uh, This Justin? That's what I, that's like my name. Oh. the, the, The handle is like if the underscore Justin would, because you know, professional and stuff, I had to change it from pickle thing. Still, yeah. still mad about that, but man, whatever. You can listen to me over on the Here's Johnny podcast, which as uh, good. My co-host Larry, who is obviously the other half of the Untitled Nick Cage podcast, and who has also been on the show, you can read some of my writings over yeah. on uh, Dread XP, where I mostly write about like indie horror games, mostly from the marginalized community. 
it's actually been a lot of fun. It's been a long time since I've like taken a step back from giant, like these giant blockbuster games. Uh, so I've actually been having a lot of fun doing that. I, I think that's everything. Well, for now. For now, yes. <laughs> for now. There might be something in the works. Yes, there is something <laughs> in the works. And uh, trust me, I will not stop, stop shouting from the rooftops once that oh comes about. I, I won't because I will be dead. <laughs> I know, right? Like... I, I told you, I'm probably. I'll be shouting from a Ouija board. Like, (laughs) (laughs) all right. So, for those who are playing along at home, we are going to be covering the last thing Mary saw on the next episode. In case you didn't catch it last time, the synopsis is: In the spring of 1840, a family gathers in their old isolated farmhouse to mourn the loss of their matriarch. As the morning proceeds, the circumstances of the matriarch's death come into question, and I guess spooky doings occur. Interesting. Yeah, it's on Shutter. So if you're curious and you want to play along, you can. All right. So that is it for this episode, unless you're sticking around for the extended episode where much more randomness will occur. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Justin, you want to take us out? I don't know. Uh, okay, everybody. We'll see you all next time. <laughs> I don't know. What I'm <laughs> <laughs> Says the man who won't do karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Listen, I, I I I'm okay with it if I have time to uh sync it up to uh Backstreet Boys and other things like that. <laughs> Which by the way, I got demonetized. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I don't, it, just for that episode, I don't care. I don't I'm, I'm not sorry. actually monetized. I it, I'm just it was funny that I got like a copyright thing. I was like, "Huh?" But it was one of those ones where you can split your profits. I was like, "Enjoy having half of zero." <laughs> I'm very surprised because I feel like it would have been taken as parody. I mean, if I wanted to fight it, I probably could. Well, if but you I, ever I, end up making I, money, fight it. I mean, I don't. I haven't even monetized my YouTube channel. It's just SEO. <laughs> you know, no, it's, no, yeah. yeah okay, but it was just funny to get that message. I was like, what? Why? And then I was like, oh, the Backstreet Boys. Fuck okay. it. It was worth it. <laughs> okay. So I'll, I'll keep that in mind for next time. It's also not a truly not a big deal. <laughs> I just thought it was funny. It's not like mm-hmm. when I got a cease and desist from Choose Your Own Adventure. Wait, what? Do you not know that? No. I'll save it for the extended episode. All right. And so we're out of here. Thanks. We'll see you in two weeks. Last thing Mary saw. Bye. Bye. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And to Mars for always being willing to geek out about horror movies with me. Production on this episode was done by yours truly and edited by Ariel Messman-Rucker. And our theme song for this show is Die Historic by Three Chain Links. Okay. Do you need to pee or anything? No, I'm good. Okay. I just know you've been pounding cideritas. So. No, I'm good. I'm used to these weak bladders. Ariel. No, I am uh, <laughs> uh, what I like to say, what I, what I like to call a professional. <laughs> I think you're just like me, like serially um, dehydrated. <laughs> uh, yeah, that too. That too. <laughs> you know, whatever. <laughs> all these people hydrating all the time. Like whenever I try to drink the amount of water you're supposed to drink, it's like great and everything and my skin looks nice, but I'm constantly peeing and who wants to live like that? I mean, I'm constantly pooping, so it's basically the same thing. Yeah, I guess you're making runs anyway. You might as well <laughs> drink some water. Uh, Although- more ways than one. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the extended episode. <laughs> what a way to start. <laughs> I mean, accurate to our friendship. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Okay, yeah.
Oh, it's so funny that you originally invited me on your show because you wanted me to come in and like have an intellectual discussion about Suspiria. Well, and I, look I, at I, us now. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. straight poop. <laughs> just poop. That's how I do. Poop. Poop and farts. That's uh, all we talk about. Poop, farts, and hunting ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a, just another week, you know. You know the intellectual feminist you brought on your show. <laughs> The truth. It didn't take long for the truth to come out. Hey, that's okay. That I, I like the truth. It's so funny. I was thinking about the other day about that first episode and how you were on there and you were so sick. I don't think you said two words. No, I was like horrifically sick. Um, yeah, I because so that's actually not like there was one time where uh, we were supposed to interview uh, Devin Seidel. Mm-hmm. Um, not sure if you're familiar with. Sounds familiar. She's um some video palace. Uh, oh, got it. Yes. And I was also incredibly ill, but I was like, no, I you have to do this by yourself, Larry. I can't get out of bed. Yeah, I think the second episode it was just him and I because you were sick again. <laughs> yeah, probably. Oh, yeah, that was rough. But you know what? That is a perfect example of why we're still wearing our masks. Exactly, you're never right? sick anymore. You're always on the show. But back before, before the pandemic, before, you were I know, always like, sick. I, I, like, even now, sometimes I get a sore throat here and there. Right. But I'm fine. Like, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. But I haven't been sick in years. Like, I've been sick, sick in a very long time. I mean, when you got COVID. <laughs> like, well. That yeah, was, like, but... the last hurrah, right? And you've been healthy ever since. Yeah. Because of masks. I, no, I, I fully agree. I even, I have told myself that even I'm going to wear my mask as long as I feel comfortable. As long yeah. as, well, not as long as I feel comfortable, but as long as I feel like I need to. Yeah. I mean, and I think that's smart. I'm going to wear mine. I like, I like not getting sick. Because like you, I used to get seasonal colds and flus and shit, and I have not had one. Knock on wood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, watch, we're going to both wake up tomorrow and just be completely sick. So thanks for that. I know, right? Although, I mean, I think I'm out of the window for Vegas. Right? Oh, yeah. Um, probably, I don't know. I came back last, Thursday. Thursday? Back, so it's been I, over a week. I don't know what, like, the gestation period is anymore. I, it's changed I think a bunch. Omicron's so. a, a quick mover. Because, like, it's well, but like I, But I know days. there's also, like, the Omicron... Uh, other there's like another variant that's like a mix of omicron and right. a really bad one delta uh, yes no don't yeah. tell me that i'm about to go to disneyland <laughs> yeah there's a delta omicron variant i'm sorry great so it's just it's super contagious but it makes you sick as delta yep oh that's great <laughs> yep Mm. <laughs> okay everybody just be cool okay put on your mask be cool we have plans it's okay we just we're all we, just taking we, our we're masks past now, the right? refund phase yeah. that happened so everybody be cool <laughs> fucking hey <Yeah>. fuck life <laughs> it's I know, so right? hard dude just like let me live <laughs> all right all right all right let's not let's not get on this hole let's not let's, let's talk about fun stuff like rape revenge uh, yeah fun <laughs> Heheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheh